Today we come to the Lord's Prayer, and this is also the center of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So we're halfway through this famous sermon. And already Jesus has given us some instructions about how to pray, and here he gives us a model prayer that we can use to organize and prioritize our own prayers to God. Uh, so let's read this together and then uh, look at the structure of it. This is Matthew 6, uh, verses 9 uh, to 15. Jesus says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. All right, well, uh, let's start at the beginning and walk through this prayer. Uh, Jesus tells us to direct our prayers to our Father in heaven. And this is because he just told us in the previous verses that it is our Father who knows what we need before we even ask him. And so God wants us to think about prayer uh, the way a child thinks about talking to his father. This is an analogy given to help us understand how the infinite, incomprehensible God relates to us finite little creatures. And this is in itself uh, remarkable. We can talk to that God and he listens to us like a father listens to his son. That's the first thing we need to know about prayer. Who is this God we are praying to? He is our father in heaven. Uh, there are then a series of petitions that relate to God's name and God's kingdom and God's will being done on earth. Uh, these are the first petitions in this model prayer, and it should really tell us what is important to Jesus and what is important to our Father. These prayers for God's name and kingdom and will come before the prayers for bread, for forgiveness and protection from sin. This matches what Jesus says elsewhere. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. So when we truly trust God, our prayers are going to be focused on the kingdom before anything else. More than food in our belly, we should want God's name to be hallowed and feared and adored on the earth. And when we pray and pursue these things, God fills our belly. He forgives our debts. He leads us out of temptation and delivers us from the evil one. After this prayer, uh, Jesus tacks on this warning about forgiveness. If we don't forgive others, God won't forgive us. And this is the transforming initiative that breaks all kinds of sin cycles in the world. When we forgive someone who has wronged us, we are testifying that this is what God has done for us. If you really think about it, uh, forgiveness is totally illogical to the sinful mind. Outside of Christianity, all you have is endless scapegoating, blame-shifting, wars, and bloodshed. There can be no peace in any civilization devoid of forgiveness. There can be no peace in man's soul until he has been reconciled to his creator. And this is the peace that Jesus has come to offer us. And as we'll see later in this gospel account, it will cost him everything. 
It will cost him his very life.